the Mess It Up Podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's the Bowtie Guy. And there you go. We are back one more time with the Mess It Up Podcast. I am your host, the Bowtie Guy, and I'm glad to be here. Hopefully, it's sounding a little bit better today. Uh, I, I found a really cool thing on uh, GarageBand and it says record level and it was cranked all the way up so that might be why my mic was so just hot <laughs> the last few days. I know it wasn't just a July, June thing. It wasn't just a desert and Ridgecrest thing. It was apparently uh, a little thing that we like to call a pebcat. A pebcat, that's P-E-B-C-A-T. It's problem exists between chair and terminal. I'm sitting in the chair between the terminal and the chair, and so maybe the problem was me. It was one of those ID10T errors that you may have heard so much about. Yeah, I uh, I was the problem doing uh, this uh, this sound, so I apologize for the past, and hopefully things are going well now with this. Um, we shall see. It, it it looks better. It sounded better when I was testing things out. So we're just gonna hope for the best and plan for the worst, I guess, uh, and see what happens. <clears throat> what I don't want to do is I don't want to be a ne'er-do-well. Uh, ne'er-do-well is our word of the week this week. It's a, a fun one, and it's a, it's a person who is uh, unsuccessful. They, they're just, they don't ever do anything good. They are good for nothing, um, idle, worthless, um, just, you know, a ne'er-do-well, and I don't want to be a ne'er-do-well. I want to be an oft-do-well, I guess, would be the opposite of a ne'er-do-well. Uh, so that's what I'm trying for, and hopefully you're finding that to be the same thing. If you can use ne'er-do-well in your sentences this week, give yourselves the standard 10-point bonus uh, addition to your total, and just uh, smile and let your folks know that you have a great vocabulary, and it's because of the Mess It Up podcast in small part. Uh, we do want to invite you to find us on the social medias. Uh, find us on, on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, I always used to say Twitter. I used to love Twitter, but Twitter has just kind of become a, a dumpster fire of hate and awfulness. And so I just, I never go on there. So I don't know why I would suggest that you go on there. We never put anything on our, our Twitter spot. So um, we're passing on Twitter for now. I have not looked into the new thing with um, with Instagram. I'm not sure what that thing is called. I, I had it at the tip of my tongue and I'm sticking out my tongue right now so you can see it, but um, I guess that doesn't work uh, very well uh, for what you're trying to, you know, for what I'm trying to do. My wife says it's very difficult when I'm trying to type and look something up at the same time as I'm talking because I can't do both at once. And I'm finding that she's right. And there's no one here to help me out. So as I'm trying to uh, type in the the thing for Instagram and, and what's the new, the new thing on Instagram, uh, I'm just not able to... Uh, to talk and, and 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 type at the same time, so I apologize. I will try to get that for you uh, a little bit later uh, when I've got time to uh, to not be typing and thinking. Oh, 
it's called Threads, uh, Instagram Threads, which uh, is apparently a, a a a competitor for the Twitter seat of coolness. Uh, so anyhow, haven't checked it out. If you have, please let me know. Uh, send me an email at bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com or you can give me a call at 760-608-1942. Would love to talk to you about threads and just find out your experience with it. And maybe maybe we'll jump on there. Uh, maybe we won't. I, I haven't made up my mind yet, but it is something to think about, uh, as they say in the islands. Anyhow, you can tell I'm here by myself, rambling and uh, uh, rolling. And what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, we're going to talk about something that uh, was brought up by one of the inmates in the prison tonight. And uh, he was teaching us, and we, we, we work with Celebrate Recovery uh, inside with our prison ministry and the guys were teaching lessons tonight to get used to teaching um, when they go to a different institution uh, because the one they're in right now is going to be closing in a couple of weeks. They won't be there anymore uh, or when they're on the streets. And so I like to give them a chance to teach with a safety net and just kind of break things down and give them some pointers. And one of my guys was talking and was teaching the victory lesson and was um, the, the why in victory was you need to choose to change. And he was asking what it was that made us want to change and i thought it was a pretty interesting question um because there's a lot of things that can make us want to do things i mean uh, if you're listening to the podcast on the day it comes out that's that's july 11th and uh that's 7 11 and so if you go in uh today to a 7-eleven store uh you can get a free slurpee just tell them the bow tie guy sent you and uh, you get a free Slurpee on 7-Eleven at 7-Eleven. So that's a, a reason to make me want to go to 7-Eleven. I, I took my grandsons last year. I took three of them. We all went. We went to three different 7-Elevens, got three different Slurpees because it was just so much fun to get a Slurpee and, and, and have it for free. So that made me want to do it. But what, what makes me want to change something in my life? Uh it's difficult uh, sometimes when the pain becomes too much to bear we we change you know uh, i have a friend mac who says when the pain in your seat gets too unbearable you'll stand up and um, that can be true but when we look at recovery we know that sometimes we try to make a change to make someone else happy maybe even to make our life seem happy but it's difficult to make that change i have a dear friend who's going on vacation uh, today, as we speak, probably flying. And um, they struggle with uh, with a particular addiction. And I asked them, I said, how's it going to be going on vacation? Because this is a time when you are away from the people who know you. And, you know, in, in the past, you've gotten into some trouble on the vacations. And they said, well, you know, I'll be there with family and my family all knows what's going on. So, you know, they'll They'll hold me, you know, keep me honest. And I said, well, you know, you've done your addiction when your family was around. So that doesn't mean anything to me. And they said, well, you know, I'll be I'll be far away They're, You know, staying out on a on an island that you have to drive to. There's a bridge and like, you know, there's no liquor store on the island. And I'd have to go, you know, walking down the road and cross the bridge and blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, where there's a will, there's a way. 
And we know in recovery that just because we don't want to do something doesn't mean that we don't do it. Just because we're not supposed to do something doesn't mean that we don't do it. Just not wanting to is not good enough. It's, we, we need to, to have a way to ensure that we are doing the right things and that we make that change. Uh, Paul talks about this in Romans, Romans 7. This is verse 15 through 20. It says, I do not understand what I do for I want what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate to do, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, I no longer myself who do it, but the sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. I left off at the end of verse 18. You got a, someone in the, the Bible, you know, a, a, a Bible great, so to speak, like Paul, and he's not able to control not doing the things that we're not supposed to do, not doing the things that he doesn't want to do, and, and doing the things that he doesn't want to do. I've dealt with that. I've had some long stare downs with some donuts. But I've also had some more serious issues with recovery and dealing with the issues that got me into recovery. And before I got into Celebrate Recovery, I I tried not to do the things that I didn't want to do. And I kept doing the things that I didn't want to do. That Sin had such a, a strong pull in my life. Its hooks were so deep into me that when Satan started reeling in that line I came with it so I know that it's not just as easy as don't I was told from the pulpit recently you know just don't do things you know if 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 you're not getting this maybe you're not trying hard enough basically I was given the try harder doctrine and we know that the try harder doctrine doesn't work the try harder doctrine is a bunch of baloney the try harder doctrine comes from people who think they're better than us and who hide their faults and who don't acknowledge their own struggles. And they just say, well, I've arrived, look at me. And so anytime I hear someone feeding me the try harder gospel and try harder doctrine, I just look at that person as a a naive person who has yet to fall, but will, or a person who's lying straight through their teeth and in such deep denial that they can't deal with reality. The try harder doctrine is nonsense because it doesn't work for an extended amount of time. Now, we can try harder to do things and have a little bit of success. If you've ever been buzzed or drunk, I'm sure you've had a moment where you try to like, you know, focus and get sober. And it works for a second, but then the world takes over and and all those chemicals in your body take over and you're back to where you were or on the floor. We can't just try harder and get better. 
we can't just wish away our problems. We can't just white knuckle our way to success in recovery because there's so much more to recovery than just not doing something. There's so much more to recovery than just avoiding a problem. Because like we've said, and if you've been around recovery long enough, you might be aware that that issue that got you into recovery is not the problem. It's a symptom of a deeper problem. It's the symptom of a character defect that needs to be dealt with. And until it's dealt with, you will continue to express the same symptoms or maybe a different symptom, but it's going to express itself because we're trying to cover up that defect of character, whether that be anger or self-doubt or self-loathing or self-sabotage or, 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 or lack of, of worth, whatever it is that is the defect of character that you may have identified with your sponsor. That's what needs to be dealt with. The drugs, yeah, that's a problem. The alcohol, yeah, that's a problem. Pornography, gambling, overeating. Those are all problems, but they're not the problem. The problem requires a change in how I approach life. The problem means that I need to look really closely at myself and how I do things and why I do things and how I process information and what I do with the information once I've processed it. I've got to change my life. I've got to change my perspective. I've got to change the way I do life. And that's not easy. <laughs> no, it's not. And we all know that it is not. But we're going to push pause for a second on this. Because I want to throw out a little song of the week for you. And this is a band that I used to really like a lot. I'm not as wild about them now. I got a little, little tired of them uh, after uh, you know 10 years or so. But, but they still have some pretty good songs. And this is uh, the band Casting Crowns. They did this song with Kane. Uh, and this song is called Desert Road. So I'm going to give you about 90 seconds of it. And we'll come back on the other side. Give you some thoughts about that song. And we'll talk about the answer to my initial question that I got from the student in my class today is, you know, what makes us want to change? So right now, this is a little bit of Casting Crowns with Kane and the song Desert Rose. No, no. Desert Road. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to do some poison mashup or something like that. Desert Road. Anyhow, mess it up podcast. Take this mess. Turn it into a message. We'll see you in 90 seconds. Desert Road. On this desert road. You got my 
There you go. That was a little bit of Desert Road. There were a lot of songs called Desert Road. I completely forgot. I'm a huge Sting fan, and I forgot the Sting song, Desert Rose. Um, but anyhow, uh, Desert Road is there. And uh, the thing that really stuck out to me, and I'm really glad they grabbed this uh, segment of the song for our uh, little 90-second blurb. I just take the blurb that comes off of iTunes, and, and they grabbed a little bit of that chorus, which is very catchy. But the second verse, you got my attention now. I was doing the talking, but now I'm listening. That was me. That was me. All talk, no listen. Hey, God, check out what I'm doing. Hey, guys, look at me. All of that was just, it was it was the 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 Paul trip, the the ego trip of, of trying to be the coolest, the best, the most, the whateverist, the ist. And that is a road that goes to nowhere. It's it's bad water in the middle of Death Valley. It's you look up and there's nothing. There's no trees. There's no no nothing. And I live in a desert and Jesus lived in a desert, but I don't want to be in a spiritual desert. I don't mind the dry heat as a place to live, but I don't want spiritual dryness to overtake me. And so, so I'm glad that I'm not in a place where that is. And, uh, you know, that chorus, I don't know where I'm going, but I know who holds my hand goes on to say, even if I'm walking on this desert road where you lead me, I will follow. That's that's the goal, people, to lead where God follows, to be on his train, not to invite him on to our own. And that's just, I think, so, so very important. Uh, by the way, during the break, I did sign up. We are officially on threads with the Mess It Up podcast. So look us up on threads. I'm curious to see how this works. So if you're there already, find us, Mess It Up podcast. Uh, if you're not there already, go go look it up and download the app or whatever you need to do. But uh, check us out on threads. I want to see how this thing works and see if it's, see if it's all that. Um, so the original question, how, what inspires us to change? When, when my uh, friend was teaching this lesson tonight in the prison, it was his first time teaching a CR lesson. Um, we've gone through 
all the Celebrate Recovery lessons and I gave them the opportunity to partner up and to teach a lesson with one of their uh, fellow students. And I would I made a, a copy of the lesson for them out of the leader's guide so they could adapt it. So these two fellows chose the victory lesson, which um, comes from step six and it's talking about character defects. And, and like I said, the wise is you need to choose to change. We've got to make that our decision to change. And he posed the question, he said, you know, before I do this last letter, I want to ask, you know, some of the people in the, the class, I want to ask them what makes them want to change. And my immediate thought was, well, you guys do. The guys in the prison, they inspire me to change. And that question led us to a really cool discussion with the different inmates about what goes on in our class and the changes that they've seen and, and who inspires them to change. And it's sort of a mutual admiration society. They love us for what we're doing, but but we love being with them so much. And I, I, you're not all here with me, so I can't take all of you, but if you are anywhere in America, there's probably a prison close to you because we have more prisons in this country than they have anywhere else in the world. We have the world's most inmates and, and prisoners are are here in the land of the free. So there's a prison near you. Find out who's going to that prison. Contact your local uh, CR inside state rep or your local prison fellowship field director or just anybody who's doing prison ministry and, and we can get you a prison near you and get you to go in and I I just don't know that you'll do anything more rewarding than going into a prison and spending time with the men and women there. Because it's so easy to make something grow when you water it. We have plants here and, you know, you can go down to your local nursery or hardware store or even Walmart. And you can get seeds, little bags of dried out seeds. And if you water them, they'll sprout, they'll germinate, they'll come to life. People are seeds. All people are. And if you water them, if you nurture them, they will grow. And going into the prison is the, the ministry of my life. It's, it's, I, I get to do recovery, I get to teach, and I get to spend time with inmates. And those are three of my favorite things to do. And one of the inmates in the class was talking about the fact that we allow him the opportunity to change. He's been down over his lifetime for uh, 
close to two decades probably, 10 or 15 years at least. And he's lost a lot of loved ones while he was in prison. His mother has died while he was in prison one time. and His father died during this term. He says he's lost six very close people while he was incarcerated. And that's a lot. And it can make a man bitter, angry, scared. And prison life can, can make you bitter, angry, and scared. It, it requires, to a certain extent... Um, a, a, a capacity to put on a face to fake it till you make it as it were because to get by sometimes you need to keep things in you can't walk around a prison for very long crying and survive someone will take advantage of you someone will shut you up someone will take control over your life because that's not what they want in their fellow prisoners. They don't want guys sitting around crying and talking about their, their problems. They don't particularly welcome the mixing of races. And in our classes, we invite all that. We culture that we nurture that we cultivate all those things. And he said, you know, he's always just kept himself stern and everything was just locked in a little bottle inside and we've given him the permission to let that out and he says you know he never ever would have considered even that it was an option for him to cry inside a prison but he's done it multiple times in our class because it's safe and as he was saying this, he was sitting right between a Mexican guy and a black guy. And he's a white guy. He's not supposed to be doing that because that's not how prison politics work. But that's how it works in our class. He says he's more open with us, more open with his feelings in that class than he is with his own family because they don't understand the things he's going through and they don't understand why he's feeling the way he's feeling and he just feels freedom in prison because of what we're doing and i gotta tell you you hear something like that that's not horrible <laughs> that makes you feel pretty good about your ministry and the things that you've chosen to devote your life to doing and your ministry to doing and i just want to invite you to to find an opportunity. And if you're anywhere close to Kern County or LA County, San Bernardino County, it was, you know, if you're in Southern California area, please call me and let me take you in for a hope event just to see, just to, to whet your appetite for prison ministry. And maybe you just say, you know what, look, Dude, I'm not going inside. I just, I hear you talking about it. And, and that was my wife until she went. And now she can't keep her away. But maybe it's just genuinely not for you, but you want to help us out. We would love to have you partner with us. Um, you can text the word mum to 
No, that's my phone number. 760-925-5722. Text the word mum to 760-925-5722. Mum's the word. It spells out walls CA, by the way. Get us into the walls of the prisons in California. And you can become a financial supporter to help us with that mission, with that ministry. Because it's so important. And what I told the people in my church a couple weeks ago when they invited me up to speak for a a brief moment about the ministry is that most of these people, even though we house most of the prisoners in the world, most of those, the, the large majority of those are coming home. They're coming to live in a community, in a street, in a neighborhood, in a house near you. And the question I ask you is, What kind of neighbor do you want? Do you want a neighbor who's rehabilitated? Do you want a neighbor who's on fire for Jesus? Do you want a neighbor who wants to do good? Do you want a neighbor who has renewed their life? Do you want a neighbor who has chosen to change their character defects? Or do you want a thug? I want good neighbors. Might just be me. That's what I want is good neighbors. And so if you want to help us reach those people, water those seeds nurture those plants that are there in the prisons we would love to have you partner with us you could pray for us you could tell your friends about this podcast you could buy the books uh, that I've written that are on Amazon or on your Apple uh, books as well you can give to the ministry by texting to us at that number. Whatever it is that you do, we just are so thankful for that. And if all you want to do is just listen to this podcast and it brightens your day, that's outstanding too. That's what we're here for. And that's why it's free because we want to just give away God's love. So thanks for indulging me. Thanks for spending a a half an hour of your day with me. Maybe you put me on, on, on time and a half and so it goes a little faster. That's okay. I do that to some people too. Uh, but thanks for spending time with us here at the Mess It Up podcast. Don't forget, we're not looking to be ne'er-do-wells. We're looking to be oft-do-wells. Uh, so if you use ne'er-do-well in your sentence this week, you know, 10 bonus points. Tell someone you love them. Check us out on threads. And people, we will see you next time we mess it up. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Don't forget to get that free Slurpee at 7-Eleven.